And now we can start. Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. If you build it, they will come. Joel, you seen that movie? You seen that movie, Joe? Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep, where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Did Matt Peck yeah. get a signed copy of that book? No, Matt Peck, he didn't know. No. I'll talk to D. Rose. Yeah, you got you. Matt, well, you will be getting your book soon. <laughs> Kick back and get ready for the best best hour of your day. Are players buying in, Jim? I, yes. Fair enough. And so all I was saying on this podcast, the Locked on Bulls podcast, Locked on Bulls starts now. The Locked on Bulls podcast. You can just see the vibe. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley, along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley at Bulls underscore Peck and at Locked On Bulls. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us, 331-979-1369. Our episode today is sponsored by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. Matt, uh, we are, I think, at a point where we are getting NBA basketball, like an official, official, official start date to NBA basketball returning. Uh, Seems like Adam Silver is going to be releasing those details on Thursday. Uh, One thing that we, I think, know for sure is the Bulls are going to be left out of this, but... uh, how are you doing? Uh, middle of the week here. Are you excited at least a little bit about the NBA finally looking like there's an actual return date? What's up, Jordan? What's up, Bulls Nation? <clears throat> yeah, I was um, I was not surprised by the specifics of this update that we got earlier today from from Woj and Shams, among others, about the the league, uh, the board of governors, and and the players' association all kind of coming to an agreement on how to proceed because. To me, it always seemed like the most likely scenario was either doing 20 or 22 teams um, and and bringing them back for some form of a shortened regular season finish and then into a playoff scenario because 16 teams just taking the top eight in each, in each conference and going straight to the playoffs, I think, would have been very frustrating for some of the teams on that bubble um, of the outside looking in on the playoffs. And, and 30 teams just seemed completely uh, unnecessary and irresponsible given our current uh, situation uh, while, you know, the league was shut down because of COVID-19 and the fact that COVID-19 is still an issue, especially uh, when it comes to a concern of, of larger groups. So, you know, bringing, you know, bottom feeder teams just didn't really seem like, like it had a point to it. Um, and I did notice uh, in, I believe uh, one of Shams's paragraphs on his uh, update on this is that, Certain teams like the Atlanta Hawks and Chicago Bulls who were left out of this, the ownership expressed a desire to be included, but other members of the organization and players were saying, nah, we good. So so that's probably what I expected to hear. Um, look, I, I, in one way, it's kind of a disappointment that the Bulls uh, basically just have been sitting around for months waiting on a word, and now it, it will, you know, the word will be that they are out. Their season is over. Uh, but I think a lot of the fan base, and I certainly feel this way, is relieved. I, I didn't see the positives of the Bulls coming back and participating in this. They're not a playoff bound team. There's a reason that they're you know 20 games under 500. 
65 games through an 82-game season. What would they have to gain by playing in these games, especially with a lame duck coach and Jim Boylan? Because if they make this announcement official, official tomorrow or Friday, I would expect that on Monday of next week, the Bulls' new front office will be handing Jim Boylan his pink slip. Well, sometimes you learn by sitting, too. <laughs> if that happens, man... Uh, I think Bulls fans are ready to enjoy, in terms of NBA speaking, a very nice offseason and a very exciting offseason, I think, for the first time in a really long time. Uh, I, I just didn't see any point of the Bulls going down there, but didn't it make you chuckle at least a little bit that the Bulls were trying to recoup? They were one of the few teams like still saying, hey, you know what, we'll go down there, we'll recoup some of our money that we've lost from the last 14 games and maybe we get the opportunity for Jim to uh, pitch one last time that he can still be the head coach maybe for one more year to the new front office but uh, it doesn't look like Jim's going to get that chance and I don't know I don't know if he's going to have any impact at all about these practices that are going to be held now um, and the ability to meet face to face starting to open up here things in Chicago too I saw the Advocate Center I think is going to hold uh, private workouts for guys um, so we'll see how many guys are even in town too, Matt. That's what was one of the other big things that I was wondering. But yeah, I just didn't see any need for the Bulls to go down to Disney and play, what, seven games just to turn around and come right back home. So uh, Michael Jordan, I think, was the one who, who spoke about that and said it doesn't really make any sense for bottom feeder teams to go there and put players at risk when we don't really need to do that. So good on the league for deciding on that too. Yeah, it's it's common logic, man. Um, and you know, as as for what happens next for the Bulls, uh, um, Casey Johnson was just tweeting about it. Um, as far as the uh, the Bulls going and and maybe participating in voluntary September mini camp, uh, like all the other non bubble teams that aren't going down to Florida to finish the season. Um, but but then, as you said, who who's running that mini camp? I assume. You know, if between now and September, the Bulls have a, an opportunity to evaluate the young players. And, and by the Bulls, I mean, of course, AK and Eversley and, and their new additions to the staff. Are they doing that while Jim Boylan is still running practices for a September minicamp? I mean, that seems like a, a waste of time if they feel like moving on from Jim is the correct option because why continue to give him power and give him power to direct and, and uh, run practices when you know he's not going to be your coach next season. But then the other question that, that I thought of when I saw that tweet from Casey about a September voluntary mini camp is, okay, well now in this adjusted calendar year uh, for the NBA schedule, September is when playoffs will be going on or, uh, you know, the tail end of this weird end of regular season play in that's expected to begin like July 31st. Um, so if the league doesn't end until if the finals don't end until the first week of October, or even the second week of October, which is what we're hearing, then do the Bulls have all possible candidates, best candidates at their disposal to interview to become their next head coach? Because how many of those candidates might be assistant coaches on benches making playoff runs in this weird Hollywood or this weird Disney World world that we're living in? So that's one thing that I'm not sure how the Bulls are going to approach. Because I'm sure that there are some people on certain playoff bound teams who will be bubbled in Florida 
that the Bulls would ideally like to interview and not just on Zoom, but sit down with to talk about potential head coaching opportunities. It's a good point. I actually didn't even think about that. Uh, it's going to be weird thinking about the coaches that I would specifically want the Bulls to go after. I think there's only two guys that are current head coaches somewhere that this would play an effect on. Uh, Adrian Griffin would be one of them, wouldn't he? He's on the Raptors bench, correct? Yeah, and his name's been getting dropped a lot. So him, I mean, Kenny Atkinson isn't anywhere right now, so that would be one that wouldn't really interfere with anything. Uh, but I heard Tom Thibodeau, like Casey Johnson said he wouldn't be surprised if Tom Thibodeau is signed with the Knicks in the next couple of weeks. Like he's their number one candidate across the board. Um, so I wonder how that kind of shuffles things for the Bulls in terms of what they're thinking with the head coaching. But I think you bring up a great point about if if they're still going to abide by regular season standards and say, yeah, coaches can't talk with other teams about different jobs until there is a quote unquote offseason. <laughs> we, may, we may not even be looking at that until the start of October. I mean, it's more likely Halloween passes than maybe the Bulls have a head coach at that point. So uh hopefully it doesn't get to that but uh, yeah we'll see yeah I, I have another thought on that jordan but before we do i wanted to tell our listeners about rockauto.com with the ever-increasing number of makes and models it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in the traditional chain storefront why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your odyssey an lx or an ex i don't know and wait while the counterman offers uh, counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things, your mortgage, your grocery bills. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account logins. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your front door. The RockAuto.com catalog is uniquely and remarkably easy to navigate Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $528 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area ends April 1st, 2024. Something that, uh, you know, I, I'm curious about when it comes to where the Bulls go from here and, and this uh, continuation of an off-season that's abnormal. And uh, we were talking about, you know, a, a coaching search and whether or not Jim Boylan would still be around to, to run a, a September minicamp. Here, here's a thought that I had, uh, and I'm curious what you think about it. If they have to delay their head coaching search for this weird altered offseason that will exist between like October and December uh, while we're getting other things like the draft and free agency, what about just letting Karnaschovas and Eversley run practices? If Bulls players want to go to the Advocate Center and do these voluntary mini camps in September, but they are convinced that they need to and are ready to move on from Jim Boylan, I mean... It, I, it, it's not like AK or Eversley have, I have like neither of them have ever run a practice before. Oh. We don't know what, what they need to observe and work on with this roster. I mean, like, I know it's a little, uh, I was going to say, know, you're ready to set that standard. You're ready to set that standard right away with the new front office again. I mean, we didn't like when, when the front office, the last regime was picking around practices and poking their head and having kind of that micromanagement. And I don't know if that would go on and like what you're suggesting, but I don't know even, man. I, like, I'm still a skeptical Bulls fan where I'm like, I don't know if I want to start that right off the bat with a new regime. It's a good idea. I, honestly, let me take that one step farther. How about you just, the people that are still on the coaching staff, mainly it's just, I think for the most part, it's going to be Chris Fleming by himself. Why don't you have him run practices? I, that's another option. I just, you know, I'm thinking about the the big problem here. And yes, I think uh, you and I are in agreement, and I hope most Bulls fans would be too, that the the risks and costs vastly outweigh the benefit of the Bulls being involved in this bubble conclusion to the season. So that's a good thing. The negative, however, is that this means that the Bulls will essentially go nine months, nine months plus, between actual regular season NBA competition. They played their last game on what? Like March 10th, I believe? And, and you're talking about the 21-22 season not beginning until, or I'm sorry, the 2021 season not beginning until December? It, it actually, you know, it, who knows? It might just be a 21 season because it might not start until January. Um, that's a lot of layoff time for the Bulls to not be competing against other NBA talent. That's the part that I worry about. Yeah, I don't know how you get creative with that either. I mean, could you bring in the Windy City Bulls and have the guys scrimmage? You know, you play two scrimmage games a week or maybe you play one every day, one every three, three every week, kind of model it, I guess, off of a, a base preseason schedule. I get you're playing the same guys over and over again, but maybe you could find a way to kind of mimic that so you're still getting live action. Uh, the only thing I fear, and it comes with fear of everything, is the the risk of injury. That's the one reason why I'm really glad that the Bulls, and they're not subjecting all 30 teams to go down to Disney World, is, you know, knowing the Bulls look, and I got to get, I got to change my mentality over the summer here, Matt, because I know it's a new era, but uh, the idea that the Bulls would go down there for seven games and we see Otto Porter go down with like a, another injury after coming back or some one of our young guys gets a terrible injury in a game that's meaningless. Like, that's why I'm so glad that they're not down there. So I think you're right, though, like having nine months off since playing in actual real live games, uh, it's good for the health of 
guys like Carter and Dunn and Markinen, guys and even Levine who can get fully healthy now. Uh, but yeah, in terms of chemistry and on uh, on floor preparation, I don't know what this team's going to look like, especially if you insert a new head coach. Yeah, the hope is that that new head coach will have ample time uh, to install their systems in a hopefully full-length normal training camp of some kind. It's just uh, it's a long layoff period that uh, that the Bulls and, and the other six teams that didn't make the cut or other eight teams that didn't make the cut will, will have to deal with. Um, I, I think... In, in one way, it could be a good thing in that there is will be a very clean break and a fresh start um, and that the Bulls players who are coming back next season, which, you know, given the new salary cap restraints that will be likely because of uh, this pandemic and all the games lost will be, you know, the Bulls will be even more hamstrung than we initially thought when we figured, you know, auto opting in and you still have Felicio on the books or not a whole lot of wiggle room for this bulls with a cap this summer. Um, like that's, that's certainly still the case. So you would assume that a large portion of this roster will return before the new front office can make any big moves and that they would probably like to evaluate what they have before they make any big moves, like trading one of the young core pieces. Um, again, it just goes back to who is the coach while all of this is happening. Um, and I, I know Bulls fans are, are eager to get that fresh, that, that, you know, the last domino to fall, as I've heard some Bulls fans uh, refer to it as when talking about, okay, we got rid of Gar, we, you know, we shoved Paxson in the closet, we're ma- making all these great new hires for the front office. Uh, we've already even seen the departure of uh, an assistant coach or two, and now it's like, okay, well, we got we to gotta move on from Jim. When is that happening? Well, we believe that the Bulls would wait until we get some word, any word officially, yay or nay, on the resumption of the season and how the Bulls would be evolved. Now we know that they won't be. How do they deal with the firing of Jim and how do they deal with appointing his successor? So much of the effect of this layoff, so much of evaluating this talent will all be centered around that person that AK and Eversley want to put in that head coach's and again, that also deals with the the variable of what if one of those candidates or several of those candidates are down in Florida for the next several months. Very, very good point. Uh, still a lot to talk about with Boylan, and I know it seems like it's kind of circles, but you know we can start talking about some candidates, and people may say, "Well, Jim's not even fired yet," but I think it's just only a matter of time at this point. Uh, Matt, before we get to some some good news with the Bulls and a new voice that we're going to be hearing for a very, very long time joining Bulls TV, I want to talk to our listeners about Built Bar. You guys have heard me talk about Built Bar, heard Matt talk about Built Bar for over the last month, and they've been a great sponsor to us at Locked On Bulls and the Locked On Podcast Network, and they're still sponsoring every single one of our shows throughout the year and sponsoring the network throughout the entire year of 2020. You can get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked on for your $10 off your first order. That's promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 16 amazing flavors, eight chocolate nut flavor, eight chocolate nut free flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They added four new flavors to bring it to 20 amazing flavors on their website right now. Uh, I'm staring right now at the 
Toffee Almond. It's actually the last bar that I have. And I realized too, they put a tip on their website that says that you can put the bars in your freezer and uh, it'll prevent them from melting. So similar to putting them in a lunchbox, if you're going to bring some, bring them somewhere on a hot day or you're looking for something after a workout and you're outside and it's 90 degrees out, you don't want it to melt. Uh, you can throw it in with a couple of ice packs and it'll be perfect and ready to go. Uh, high in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs. It's the perfect perfect in-between meal snack. Uh, it's also used, I use it great as a meal replacement for somebody that uh, either doesn't want to eat fast food late at night or somebody that just kind of doesn't feel like eating lunch and wants to skip a meal. I use this as a way not to go hungry, uh, but also continue to get all the nutrients I need for the day. And it tastes great. Again, tastes exactly like a candy bar and it's covered in 100% chocolate. $10 off using the promo code locked on at built bar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Use the promo code locked on for $10 off. That's builtbar.com, promo code locked on. Uh, so, Matt, one of the former guests we've had on Locked On Bulls in the past, uh, just coming off of the very first game he ever did with the Bulls filling in for Neil Funk back in, I believe it was late October 2018 or maybe the first week of November of 2018, we had Adam Amin on uh, to talk about his experience of, of calling a Bulls game, what it was like, and uh, if this ended up wanting to be a, some type of dream job for him, coming back to Chicago, being the voice of the Bulls. Does, did he see himself doing that? Among a, a bunch of other stories, how he got to this point growing up here in Chicago. So it was a really great listen. Uh, so go back to 2018, end of October, early November, and uh, we did an interview with him, but glad to hear that he got the job because I think him and Stacey King are going to do a really, really phenomenal job. Uh, and honestly, man, Chicago has done a a phenomenal job filling really big shoes of broadcasters for teams over the past handful of years. Just even recently, I think about the Sox and I also think about the Cubs too uh, with Len Casper and Jason Benetti. So it seems like the Bulls are headed in the right direction with Adam. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I was thrilled, man. Um, I, I think when you and I were talking about potential funk replacements on this podcast, uh, maybe, you know, a month or so ago, um, I mentioned that that from what I was hearing, Adam Amin was the front runner um, and the and the most likely person to get the job uh, because you know obviously the Bulls love Benetti as well, but his commitments spread him too thin to be able to commit to that, um, and that Amin was was their prime target. And then we we heard you know like a couple weeks ago uh, when it became official that he is leaving ESPN for Fox Sports to continue doing play by play for the. Like baseball, and so we were thinking, oh well, I this new job with Fox Sports. Um, so that was kind of surprising to me because I, I was really thinking that that he was going to be the guy, and then and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, nope, he's he's taking that job too. Um, so I, I was happy with the news. I think Adam Amin is incredibly talented. I think he's one of the best young play-by-play people in uh, the world of sports right now. Bulls fans probably, you know, if you were brave enough to continue watching this season after the dreadful start, heard him fill in on a handful of games for Neil this season. As you said, Jordan, he's been doing that going back a couple of seasons now. Um, and it's awesome for a guy like him who is an Addison Trail native um, and got his start with the ESPN 1000 uh, radio station here in Chicago before he went big time be able to come home and, and as he has said in, in some interviews since this news became official, it's uh, it's a dream job for him to be able to call 
the Bulls because they were such a big part of his childhood, uh, such a big part of his relationship with his late father. Um, so you know that this job is very special to him and means a lot to him. Um, and even beyond his talents as a play-by-play guy and a broadcaster, you know that that passion that he will have for the job will make him knock it out of the park. I have every ounce of confidence in Adam Amin being a great person for this opportunity. Man, he, he is like, he could potentially be the voice of the Bulls over the next, what, 30 years, thinking about it. I mean, thinking about how young he is, too. He's, I think, 34. I mean, he's 33. 30. He's my age. He's like, my age. Like, that is wild. I, and, I don't I don't want to compare myself to him because then I would just feel shitty about my life accomplishments. We're the same age, and he just got the job as a play-by-play guy for the Bulls on top of his Fox Sports TV job. Man, I was listening to him talk about his like, the first couple of jobs he did as a broadcaster on, like, main TV. I mean, he was 24 at the time and doing major broadcasts for ESPN and Fox and for a couple other uh, smaller outlets to down Southwest, but still to be on TV, to be broadcasting, doing play-by-play in front of millions of people at 24 is a huge accomplishment in I think he's going to be great with Stacey King, uh, especially to I was tr- telling Joe Ostrowski this. I was like, you know, filling in some people may have been like, oh, you know, you might have to give Adam a few years to get used to Stacey and uh, used to just being in the NBA circles day in and day out. But honestly, I think it's going to come quicker than that. And I think, you know, his analysis, too, of the NBA and the Bulls specifically is only going to grow better just because he's going to be surrounded by a day in and day out. Whereas, you know, sometimes just popping in for a game or two once a week or even, you know, once every couple of months, it's tough to do that. You ask any broadcaster that does college basketball, college football, NBA, MLB, it's hard if you're not day in, day out kind of tuning your brain to do that. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to the relationship him and Stacey King are going to build uh, on the broadcast and some of the calls too, man, like just go back and listen to Adam's highlight reels. Uh, the one most notable, I think we talked to him. It was the same year that he had called the final four game in April when we were talking to him in October. That's still just one of the best calls women's final four um, buzzer beater, Notre Dame and UConn back in 2018. That's like one of the iconic ones, but also to to the run six, uh, the the kick six, I should say, Auburn in Alabama. He was one of the broadcasters to call that, too. So that's an amazing call. But, I mean, listen to me. He's 33, and he's already got Hall of Fame-level highlight real calls. So I'm very excited in terms of what can be replayed, what can be, uh, what can be memorized by Bulls fans for years to come. Similar to the way that we, like, you know, we emphasize Stacey King – uh, all of his little mannerisms and even Neil Funk back in the day. So it's going to be exciting. It's a new, new, truly a new generation of bulls, right? Yeah, it really is. Um, and you know, you mentioned Stacy. I think uh, you could tell from uh, Stacy's tweets about it when it became official that he's very excited because he feels he already has a solid level of chemistry with Amin from doing some of these uh, fill-in games that that Amin has done for Neil over the last few years, and that chemistry is only going to continue to grow, um, just like the great chemistry that Neil and Stacy had developed. And the other, you know, the other thought that that my mind goes to is now how the Bulls send off Neil Funk, um, because you know that's something you and I had touched on previously, Jordan, knowing that this was going to be Neil Funk's last season, and then when the NBA season was suspended, 
you're thinking, okay, well, ooh, do, you know, does that mean we've heard Neil Funk call his last Bulls game? Because the, you know, we had heard that the Bulls were planning to do something honoring Neil Funk in the Bulls home, you know, regular season finale, uh, which now obviously won't happen. Um, so maybe is there some kind of like passing of the baton from Funk to Amin and maybe the three of them like call the Bulls home opener together when we kick off the 2021 season or something like that? Um, or do they just bring in Neil to honor him? And who knows? I mean, they might decide to put Neil Funk's name up in the rafters um, for the, the longevity of his career calling this team um, and maybe do that in their home opener, which would be a wonderful occasion um, for, you know, m- multiple generations of Bulls fans. Myself, kid, you know, people who were kids growing up in the 90s during the dynasty, and then, you know, even adults, older, you know, people in their 20s and 30s watching the dynasty. Like, Neil Funk has been around the scene for a long, long time. And listening to Neil Funk was a big part of my Bulls fandom as a kid, and then all the way up through present day. Um, some of the most iconic moments in Bulls history, including MJ's final shot in 98, I... I hear Neil Funk's voice when I picture moments like that in my head. Um, so Amin has incredibly large shoes to fill. Um, and I think he's up to the task. But my hope is that however the Bulls decide to send Funk off, they'll be able to make up for the fact that, you know, as it sits right now, his career just kind of ended without getting that last game of, okay, this is, this is Funk's last call, you know, the, the signing off game, um, because he certainly deserves at least that. I was going to say, I, I would imagine just because of the way that, that this season kind of ended, similar to the way that they did it with Hawk Harrelson with the White Sox is maybe flurry in some weekend games for Neil Funk to be able to do throughout the season. And maybe at the back end of the 2021 season, uh, have that kind of be the final send off for him as opposed to maybe doing it at the beginning um, would totally depend up to Neil Funk's not only his health, but willingness to to want to do that. But I'm with you, man. I think I think the Bulls would do a great job of honoring him. They did. A, Jerry Reinsdorf did a great job with Hawk Harrelson send off for the White Sox and still still allows him to be a part of the organization. And I know that there's talks about him coming back and maybe doing a game or two for the Sox. So you may even still hear Neil Funk. Uh, on a game or two filling in here and there in the near future too so um, yeah man I'm going to uh, I'm going to miss Neil Funk but I think it's going to be a really really good era of Bulls basketball we're going to hear really uh, I can already tell we're going to hear a ton of iconic calls from Adam Amin uh, just by the the track record he set previously to this stop go spin back to Nawaba for three oh my goodness I want to kill somebody that's my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite Neil Funk. Somebody. Um, and yet, to your point, Jordan, about maybe Neil Funk getting a game or two next season uh, as kind of a send-off, if he wants to. You know, maybe he just wants to walk off, you know, right off in the sunset and say, I'm done. And he certainly has earned that right because by what I've heard, he wanted to retire two or three years ago, and the Bulls were like, no. And so he started gradually working his way to retirement with doing the reduced number of road games the last few seasons um but with uh you know we were mentioning uh, um, adam amin taking on that fox sports job and the full schedule he will have i think there's a chance maybe that 
because of commitments to Fox Sports, there will be certain games on the poll schedule that Adam Amin will have to miss for an NFL game or for a Major League Baseball game, assuming that there is going to be some kind of overlap there in these weird new adjusted professional sports league calendars because of this pandemic. So that could present a, a perfect opportunity right there if Amin has to miss the occasional game for his Fox job for the Bulls to welcome back Neil if he wants to. It's a good point. Uh, I I would imagine that it's probably not the last game we heard Neil Funk call. Uh, so hopefully throughout the season, the Bulls will give him an opportunity to come back and do a few more games here and there. And like you said, yeah, the overlap is going to be huge. Oh, but that's cool though, man. Like I think about Benetti is representation for the White Sox across like national baseball and even in like cross sections of college basketball and college football. Like, People start to connect Jason Benetti with the White Sox, even watching a college football or a college basketball game. So in terms of just like building up the brand of the Bulls and what he represents, Adam Amin is going to do the exact same thing at Fox Sports when he's when you see him on Channel 3 calling a Saturday night uh, MLB game and then you watch him Sunday afternoon do a Bulls game at at a tip-off. So that's going to be very cool to see too is kind of the crossover and people being nationally exposed to Adam Amin uh, as the Chicago play-by-play guy, but still getting a taste of him in a cro- cross couple of other sports. So um, I think that's going to about do it here on Locked on Bulls, though. Real quick, Jordan, before we wrap up, got to wish one Otto Porter Jr. a happy birthday today. Ooh. June 3rd, Otto Porter Jr. turning 27 years old. One million for every year he has been alive uh, on his contract salary for this season. Oh, get buckets, Otto Porter All night long. 37 in the game. Man, if he just stay healthy, stay healthy and stay on the floor, my guy, I mean, you would help this team a ton. So, uh, yeah, happy yeah, birthday let's, to uh, Let's hope he earns that $28.5 million next season. <laughs> yeah, well... Maybe Jim won't. Well, Jim won't be around, but maybe the next coach won't send him out there when he's seventy-five percent healthy and he misses the entire season because of it. So, hey, man, he's not enough. <laughs> that that <laughs> is true. He is. He's not enough. That's gonna about do it here on Locked On Bulls. Uh, hit us up with your questions, your texts, your voicemails. Even if you just got a thought, you want to hit us up with the question. We're gonna probably do mailbag either tomorrow or Friday. So three three one nine seven nine one three six nine, the number to call or text. Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. Uh, save that number in your phone. It'll be easiest just to shoot us a quick text as you're listening to the show, or you want to drop us a quick voicemail. Doesn't matter when you're listening either. It could be three a.m. Uh, could be seven. 7 p.m. Does not matter. Drop us a text or a voicemail. 331-979-1369. Thanks to our sponsors today, Rock Auto and Built Bar, for sponsoring today's shows. For Matt Peck, I'm Jordan Malley, Bulls Nation. Have a wonderful day. Be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. For Jordan and Matt, we are out. Deuces. Right there, Layman's wide open. Well, Layman, Layman got the worst of that. No, Layman, Layman popped him because he didn't pass it. He's like, okay, now I'm going to play defense. I'm going to play defense on you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's Clarkson. Stop, go, spin, back to Nawaba for three. Oh, my goodness. I want to kill somebody. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com.